And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to the milkshake man himself, Mr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome everybody that's going to be in chat that will be listening to the show later on via download streams all across the world. Um, Saudi Arabia, they download us. The Netherlands, they down us. They just download Ben Stein. Ben Stein gets downloaded in all continents. I um, like the Netherlands. I have been there. And I would like to say that the Van Gogh Museum is one of the great tourist attractions in the world. And if you possibly can make it to the Van Gogh Museum, you're doing yourself a great favor. A great favor. And on that note, we uh, remind everybody, benstein.substack.com for the latest updates and emails about everything Ben Stein. And uh, let's welcome in to the show tonight from 93.1 WIBC, bam, Damn. Rob Kendall, the president of Conservative Talk Radio. How is Ohio State only beating Minnesota by three? Um, and Rob needs a support group, everybody. Okay, Rob, <laughs> and, God bless you, sir. And of course, we, we are joined well. by the managing do I, editor. Let me ask you a question. Do we need to wear masks on this show? No, um, we're reverting then, Ben. Um, I want to, from, um, from American greatness, Mr. Emeritus, Ben Boychick. I don't know. You just look like Ben Boychick, like you should have some sort of emeritus status. I'm not retired yet. I'm never going to retire. I didn't no, think no, 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 no. Emeritus, can you, emeritus means, means uh, out of respect and pride. Yes. Okay, I didn't think you had to be retired. Retirement. So we're, well, we're very, we, we consider you so worthy of praise that you may be emeritus as out of merit. Can I be not you're retired or not? Can I be Maximus? Yeah, you can be whoever you want to be. Whoever you want. But of course, this show wouldn't be complete without America's humble servant, actor, writer, provocateur, saint, center, lover, economist, mathematician, statistician, mathematician, master chef, actor, comedian, writer, uh, father, grandfather, son, husband. And but most importantly, Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And I was given a challenge, and I'm still working on it to if I could find the heart of Joe Bud, find out if he has a heart. And I am still working on it. He definitely has some kind of uh, pumping organism in there, or I should say organ or apparatus in there. Is it a heart that is, does it actually feel anything, or is it just it installed like uh, some part of a refrigerator? That I don't know. We're still working on that. And I, these hands will be red with blood from the many, many hamsters, not <laughs> hamsters, that I'll have to dissect to find the root to a human's heart. I'm not going to touch a human until I know that the hamsters have shown me the way. And then you'll know if, if it was a, a successful mission or not. Um, because uh, that's, uh, yes, nobody hey, got hey, that joke. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey, hey, Ben, did uh, Judah tell you that he signed you up to be on my radio show for tomorrow? Yes, so gonna... yes, yes. Okay. I thought it was going to be, wait a second, wait, wait a second. We're doing it, it tonight, after the show. Tonight, after the show. Yeah. Yeah, Rob, tonight, what or is, tomorrow. What is wrong with you? Of course I set it up already. Okay, you get the piece. Rob, let's get to the... You know what? You know what? I'm actually wait, very... Wait, wait, I'm very wait, happy wait, that wait, this wait, is the wait, way wait, it's wait, going. Wait, 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 wait. Please, please, please. 
Please, 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 please. Okay, what song is that? Nobody knows. James I, I'm Brown. Really happy. Come on, come James on. Brown. Who? What? James Brown. Of course, James Brown, the hardest working man in show business. Right. My father of soul. Okay, now. and I am I am extremely glad for the levity. And now, before the show starts, I want to say, well, wait, a minute, wait, we need some levity. I agree, terrible, and I want to terrible, say, terrible, I, I, terrible that time. was my point. You're stealing my thunder and okay, my points. Sorry, I beg sorry, of you to please sorry. stop. They're copyrighted oh. by Judah M. Friedman, and I want to tell people something. So the other night during the show, there was a little bit of discourse, and there's a little. I can tell you the no, one no, thing. You mean discord? Jesus, I wish I had been your teacher. What did I say? Discourse. discourse you meant discord i said discord i have a list i have discord. a list <laughs> and i um i <laughs> i i just want people to understand that after the show ben and i have a great conversation the next day we have an even better conversation and today we had a conversation that we probably could probably could have been both arrested for we all need levity in our lives we all need... Um, Wait a minute. What was the conversation with that? I invited you to come over and have some steak with us. I don't think that's... Yeah, oh, that's wrong. true. But but you said come naked. But anyway... Yeah, I didn't um, say come uh, naked at all. <laughs> I don't know why but, that came into your mind. But... Um, but and, and the second thing oh. that's really important is... And I, I, I know I ask people to do this, but if you're in the YouTube chat, it's really important to download the episodes online. We, we, we're so close to cracking a certain milestone in the podcast stratosphere and we need your help so even if you listen here please go and listen there and I, but so 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 we have a little levity um that's ben's one of his middle names ben levity stein but i want to get ben boychuk to the first story of the night and i think i was i i didn't even know this story ben boychuk was going on until i saw the 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 the, the crazy celebrities going nuts about you know, calling people in Texas the Taliban. Wait a minute, wait a wait a wait a Please back up and give us some context. Well, Ben Boychick's about well, to do it. That's what I'm going to do. So uh, Texas this week um, uh, implemented a, uh, a, a what's called a one heartbeat abortion law uh, after the United States Supreme Court refused to intervene or, or, or block the implementation of the law as, as certain activists had, had wanted. Uh, the court ruled five to four with Chief Justice John Roberts uh, voting with the liberals, as usual. He really is a piece of dirt. Another great Bush. Another, you know, another, yeah. another yeah. good thing. Yeah, you could Bush... tell it, was, it was all over his face. It was, it was all over his face. So we go on, Ben Boychuk. So uh, naturally, so Texas now has by far the most restrictive abortion law in the country. It will be litigated. It will almost certainly go back to the Supreme Court. But in response to it, um, Certainly, uh, celebrities and and uh, left wing twing, uh, Twitter has lost its collective mind. Um, on Wednesday, uh, the word Gilead was trending. Gilead is the name. Wait, of wait what is isn't Gilead a big pharmaceutical company? It is, but it's also in this context. It is the name of the fictional country, the fictional Christian totalitarian theocracy, in a book called A Handmaid's Tale, which. Oh, that book is such a piece of crap. Oh, yes, of course. And it's a very popular show, too, for some reason. But um, no, we don't know that, by the way. 
And I want to say this out loud. Girls was a very popular show, too, but 300,000 people watched it. It's popular enough. It's what networks want to be popular because they want the acclaim of it being. It's a kind of it's a kind of cultural phenomenon, though. I mean, yeah. you see all these protesters walking around with the red dresses. And that, the but that's my point. We don't right? know, you know, 300,000 goofy women are watching this show. Conv- you know, the, yeah. Anyways, go on. And before we get. <laughs> so that's anyway, that's where we are. So uh, the law is in effect. People are losing their minds. And uh, Texas is now the home of, of the so-called Christian Taliban. That uh, that uh, well, Texas shock, is, that shocks the conscience of the ordinary citizen. It, it, it's it, yes, the 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 moral comparison is is a bomb. Yeah, so Ben, they they've been calling us the Taliban. So obviously Nazi. They do poll. They they went to the polling groups of what names could they could throw to to, to hurt Republicans. They figured Nazis doesn't work anymore. Racist doesn't work. They went with, we are now the Taliban. Right. I don't know what to say. I'm I'm just sick at heart. The fact that one of the great political parties of all time is now firmly (laughs) on the side of mass murder of the most innocent human beings in the world, the unborn, who have committed, there's nothing they've done wrong who is firmly on the side of murdering them solely for the crime of their being alive. That breaks my heart and is really, really, really sad. And I think as a nation, we have got to answer for that. And if I may say so, I think that is a crime that is going to rank easily alongside of slavery as a crime against humanity and against the almighty. And before I get to Rob, though, Ben, a bit, the bigger point here is with these with these jackass like quasi celebrities is, uh, you know, I'm always curious where the other are people. I mean, and I know people are scared in Hollywood to speak their minds and speak their voices. But at a certain point, if you're a closeted conservative or a closeted Republican, are any of them going to ever have that Howard Beale moment or are they just too scared? Uh, are you asking me or Ben Boyd? You, you bet you, Ben Stein. They are scared to death. I will tell you my own little story. If I may, if I, if I may, uh, years ago, I had a very successful uh, game show called win Ben Stein's money. It was one of the first three successful shows on comedy central. I believe that even under now, until now, or until very recently, it had won the most Emmys of any show on Comedy Central. What are you doing, Robert? Adjusting my computer, Ben. Okay. And uh, I uh, and uh, at a certain point, I called my agent, a very wonderful woman, and I said to her, "Wow, things are going so great. Uh, what?" Is, is there anything that could to really screw me up now or am I, am I all set now for the rest of my life? And she said, well, only if you like announce that you're right to life, that I would kill everything. And I said, well, but I am right to life. And she laughed and laughed and I said, no, honey, I'm not kidding. I am right to life. And after that, I have had a lot of problems. And at, at one point- Well, no, my favorite thing was when they when when you had that, that tournament and we had a tournament in which the, the winner was able to designate a charity who would win the $5,000 prize that would normally have gone to the individual human who won the show. 
I won, of course, and I uh, designated a right to national right to life as the uh, as the winner. And mm-hmm. the people from Comedy Central, who are very nice people, don't get me wrong, they're very nice people. They came striding up on the stage, grabbed me, and said, "No, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that." And I said, well, "What? Wait a minute. It's got my name on the show, doesn't it?" No, you're not allowed to do it. You're simply not allowed to do it. Well, I was a coward. And I said, okay, uh, all right, sir. I will give it to him to uh, some other charity. There are plenty of other great charities. But uh, that is how strict the prohibition on wishing to protect human life is. So, Rob Kendall, so um, as you see all these craziness and all of this... uh, and with the Taliban, I don't see a robe on your head or not a robe on your head. I don't see you wearing a robe and uh, whatever that thing. I was wearing thing. a robe earlier. Yeah, I went swimming. I, 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 I changed it. A robe, just a robe. I, and I, 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 I want, Rob, I don't, uh, I, I don't see you, uh, you, you murdering people on the streets. I don't see you raping and pillaging women. Wait a minute, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go back to that part again. Okay, I don't okay never mind, never mind. I don't see you doing and pillaging, Rob. I don't see oh, you pill- doing this. Pillaging, um, but yet you're the Taliban now, Rob. So what I find so interesting is there are people who are completely and utterly obsessed with whether you've been vaccinated or not. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good and, one. And their excuse is always, "We want you to be healthy. We want you to be happy. We." We want you to have a long and prosperous life. That's why we want you to be vaccinated. These same people, many of them, are losing their minds over a bill in Texas designed to keep people, which is what babies are, alive. So what is it? Like, as long as you win life's lottery and make it out of the womb, we care about your health and happiness. Well, the, some but of them it, don't even care about that. Some of them are willing to kill after they're oh, out of the plenty, womb. Plenty, not just yeah. some of them, not just some of them, my friend. Lots of them. Lots of them. Sorry, so Rob. I, I just, I, it, it just perplexes me how you can be a part of the obsessed with vaccine crowd and claim it's because you care about human life and then be obsessed with making sure abortion is happening anywhere, everywhere, at any time. I don't understand how you can square those two together. Ben, ben, Bo- ben Boychuk, don't you find it, um, I mean, I'll go to Ben Stein on this one too, but Ben Boychuk, um, don't, you, don't they realize that the more they push and say this crazy stuff, independents and people that are in the middle of the road go to the other side? Well, there's an echo chamber, especially on Twitter, but it is true that... that uh, the Democratic Party over time has become uh, dogmatically pro-abortion. I mean, if, if the Democratic Party had a catechism, abortion would be a sacrament. And it's interesting that, you know, Joe Biden, who was, you know, throughout the presidential campaign was touted as a devout Catholic, came out uh, yesterday uh, when this law took effect and, and you know, denounced it up and down and called it an affront to women's constitutional rights. It's fucking insane. It's unbelievable. And what I love and love, 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 is that the Taliban has said in our world, under Sharia law, women are chattel. They are property. They are owned by men, their parents or else their husband. 
They're owned by them. We can do anything we want with them. We grab them. We rape them. We do anything we want with them. Their chattel, their, their property. Is Me Too protesting about it? Absolutely not. Is any organization of women protesting about it? Absolutely not. Why? Why? Because they are, these groups here in America are based mostly on hate. They love and feast upon hate. And we who feast upon love don't go along that route. And by the way, Ben Boychik, uh, perfectly said, by the way, and Ben Boychik in Joe Biden's defense, it was somebody else's thought. Um, he, he He heard somebody else say it and he just decided to come to... Uh, the podium and say it. he's got no I mean, my god I, he he truly never has had an original thought but ben i i mean i think the the way they act and 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 what ben boychuk was explaining you know and what we've been talking about ben stein and like i said how it's such a turnoff and they are so boring i i, I just wish somebody would say to them you bore me Stop being so damn predictable. It's boring. But with the greatest possible respect to you, my dear friend, uh, it's not the problem of being boring. They are. It's like saying Richard Speck is boring or John Wayne Gacy is boring. These people are killers. They're stone cold no, killers. And no, that's not boring. I was no, I was referring to the rhetoric um but the mudslinging thrown and, by I, the, and i am referring yeah. to the fact that these people who have control of the media are defending mass murder no, you, in you, a you, way no. that is just nauseating and just incredibly horrible don't get me wrong i'm a parent i've been a parent for a long time it's a hard job being a parent I don't blame people for saying, you know, it's too hard a job for me to do as to be to be a parent. I can't do it. It's too hard a job. They can turn the child over for adoption. There are plenty of parents of middle aged and younger people who want babies. They can turn the child over. But there is no excuse in a country like ours, which has a very, very well oiled system of adoption for people to give up children that they find inconvenient. Let's not ignore that machinery. Let's, if there's a child who's unwanted by, by his or her parents, there are plenty of parents who do want them. There are yeah, plenty of tons, parents who do. There are tons, there are tons, there are yeah. tons. And some of those kids are so effing cute and are just blah, blah, blah. Okay. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to. That man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, um, and whose thoughts should be listened to about on the about on, on the abortion issue. Uh, they are very powerful points, um, and you should be listening. And you should also be listening to the world according to Ben Stein wherever you could download the podcast. Even if you listen here, it would mean the world to us to go down and download our shows later. It would mean the world to us. And of course, you could also listen to Rob Kendall from. The Mock and Rob Show every day from nine to noon on ninety three one. Bam, bam, the bam. president and future of conservative talk radio. And of course, 
We are with Mr. Emeritus himself, Ben Boychuk, Managing Editor of American Greatness. That's amgreatness.com. And I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And for the next story, it is the phone call that would have gotten every other president known to man impeach Ben Boychuk. So, yeah, this is this is one of the great sort of hypocritical stories of the week. Uh, news emerged this week that uh, Joe Biden in July had a phone call with the president of Afghanistan in which he said, Oh my God, this story is so horrible. <laughs> I need not tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban, Biden said in the transcript. And there is a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. And so what Biden, in effect, was telling the president of Afghanistan is Make we're aware that you're losing. We're aware that you're losing, but it's important that the public not know that you're losing. Uh, we can do some things for you, but not a lot of things for you. But we have to change the perception. Now, people will recall that that uh, Donald Trump was impeached, but not removed over a phone call he had with the president of Ukraine, uh, in which he had asked the president of Ukraine to investigate possible corruption involving Hunter Biden uh, and uh, the Burisma natural gas company there. So if basically advocating a lie but, for but, but, public but, relations but, purposes, which was precipitated a major, uh, unprecedented world historical disaster involving the United States of America. If that's not an impeachable offense, I don't know what is. And well, you're Ben Sam, before I go, I just want to say he's. he's are you he, going? He, Where are you going? He makes Trump's phone call look like like two girl, two people, you know, courting each other. That's what he makes that phone call with, that that Trump had with. The Ukraine look like, but the saddest thing and the most annoying thing, getting back to the jackass that is Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell has stated there is no impeachable effect. They, they will not impeach. They will not attempt to impeach since they don't have the House or the right. Senate, as opposed to Democrats that were immediately doing the 25th <laughs> Amendment when they didn't have the House and were immediately starting to impeach when they didn't have that or were trying to impeach and getting ready to impeach when they didn't. And Ben, this is it, it is. I don't know how you explain this phone call with begging or telling the Afghan person who's got who needs you, who, 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 who is dead without you. And to basically say to him, you know, Trump had already given them the javelin and all that stuff and, and given Ukraine whatever they wanted. But he's he was he was coercing a person that without Biden's help would be dead. Well, he was coercing a person who was already our servant and, our, and basically would do anything we wanted. But he was coercing. But, you know, that, that, that's bad. But he was explicitly telling him to lie. He was explicitly telling him to lie and to lie in such a way that more Americans, uh, young men and women, would be sent over to that hellhole and die and be killed. And, the more, and, and, and in a war that they knew was lost and a war that they knew was going to result in the Deaths, murders, deaths and murders, same thing, uh, torture, wounding, raping of very many innocent men and women. 
this is this guy is a menace to society. He is a very dangerous human being. And yet, you know, I have a friend in Delaware, a really, really wonderful young woman. Well, she's funny. My sister's not, believe me, she's not young. Uh, she, she, she says he's naive. That's his problem. He's too trusting and naive. You're referring to Mr. Biden. He's not trusting and naive. He's a fucking thug. And it is, it is a disgrace to humanity that he is our president. Well, as we always say, yeah, Ben Boychuk. Well, Ben Stein, can I, I, I want to ask you something. Uh, and maybe I, I would like to get your insight on this. Uh, so I, about 40 years ago, your former boss, Richard Nixon, published a book called No More Vietnams. I've got it. Yeah, I, I've got it too. I, I, I hauled it out the other day, but I haven't revisited it yet. But I wanted just to get, if you could share with us and with the audience, um, the gist of that book, <laughs> just again, the gist of that book and what a book like titled No More Afghanistans, what that might be, what might well, the thesis of that okay. be? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm flattered you think I remember Mr. Nixon God bless his soul, wrote quite a few books after he left office, and he was kind enough to send to me and my father copies of all of them. And I have to say, with the greatest respect, uh, I, they all sort of uh, merge with one another in my mind. But my, my recollection, and it could be wrong, is that Mr. Nixon was saying, uh, next time, if we're starting a war, we enter it only if we really are quite convinced that we can win it. And we de devote as much national uh, of the national uh, product in, in, in terms of material goods and as much as our of the blood of Americans as we dare to do to win it. Don't otherwise don't do it. Just stay out in the first place. Uh, it'll be sad. It'll be a lot of, of unfortunate situations, but stay out of losing wars that, that are going to be humiliations and, and and generally bad things for the country. That I recall is the situation. No, if there are a book called to be called No More Afghanistans, I think it would say, go in there, do this, whatever task is necessary to hurt and kill the people who created 9 11, and then, uh, and, and then uh, get out. But here's the thing, and we've discussed this on this show, never discussed anywhere else. Afghanistan basically had nothing to do with 9 11. That most of the training was mostly in the United States of America, in various white schools in the United States of America, and not in any foreign country. They might as well have been doing it in a used car lot on the main street of a medium-sized city, and saying, "By the way, this is the uh, this is Joe's used cars, and it also is a training camp for terrorists to learn how to fly giant jetliners." into buildings crammed with human beings. I mean, it, it, there was no big, they didn't require a country the size of Afghanistan to do any training. Right. That was all nonsense. That was just complete nonsense. And Rocky. they were mostly Saudi nationals. And Rocky, Saudi, right. I think they're almost all Saudi nationals. Rob, Saudi. they both bring up great points right now, Rob Kendall, because the point that, in, in, to take it one step further, we are now bringing in unvetted future airline uh, sim you know uh, simulator testers into the united states right now that's what we're doing right we're bringing now. in right. Yep. Yep. countless right. Right. people that will be going to flight schools absolutely very scary 
and shows again and again and again the incompetence of the people running the government. Look, there are a lot of incompetent people everywhere. I encounter them everywhere. You know where I don't encounter them? Small town, small scale business example. I have a home in Malibu, California. It's not a giant mansion like the homes of movie stars, but it's a little but very, very well situated home. I call up the plumber because I have a broken uh, garbage disposal. They come and fix it. Bang, they come and fix it. I don't have to, I leave the key, the door open. They just walk in. I don't even bother to lock the door. That's how America's supposed to work. But if there were an American department of plumbing, you'd have to fill out a million forms. You'd have to have stand, have somebody standing guard there and you'd have to post a bond. But if there's trust, then you can have everybody come on board fixing your, your garbage disposal and you don't have to worry about it. You know, it's interesting. Some uh, African-American uh, comedian, I forget who it is, but some, I'm sure, a positive Robert Kellen Law or Judah will know, did a sketch about what uh, America, what it would be like if he were suddenly, if he were black, suddenly became white and was on a bus, a public bus in a city that was all white. So all the customers on the bus were and always had been all white. So the black, so the white customer could just walk on the bus wouldn't have to put in any kind of money. Would just walk to his seat. Everybody would pat him on the back. Nobody would be suspicious of him or her. He or she would ride to his destination. Everybody on the bus would pat him on the back, wish him a nice day, and that would be the end of it. That's in a world where people can be trusted. But America's government now is run by people who don't trust anyone. And so there's, there's no trust. And so therefore everything gets slowed down slog down in layer after layer of bureaucracy. Now, Rob, he's completely right. And the problem is that bureaucracy is becoming, has been dangerous, but now it's, it's, it's at a threat level 10 of danger with our Southern border and the refugees that we're unvetting. Yet, yet again, I will constantly say this, but we kick out 30 Cubans and send them back on life, you know, and ship them back to Cuba to certain death. We, but need, Rob, we need those Cubans. So yeah, Cubans but, are some of the smartest people in the world. Rob, go ahead. So there's about 5,000 Afghan refugees that are going to be about uh, oh, 30 or 40 minutes from where I'm at right now, uh, Camp Atterbury in Johnson County, Indiana. And the problem is not that we want to support and protect the people who gave their lives for America, but there's a whole bunch of people coming in. We have no idea who they are. They had nothing to do with protecting or fighting with the Americans. And uh, as is my understanding, a whole lot of people have tested positive for, for COVID. And yet we're saying, you know, COVID is this, this end all be all. It's just like in McAllen, Texas, when they let all those folks go who had COVID, either it's this pressing issue where must consume all of our time or not. So yeah, that's, that's a big deal. The question I have for, for both bins, I guess it would be in Judah too, is the federal government the state governments, the government as a collective always fails, as Ben said eloquently and in a more uh, colorful manner than I will. Government always fails, and yet people still keep not, looking not to government. Always, but, but very, very often. <laughs> well, very. And yet people keep looking to government as though it has any sort of answer, and I don't understand why that is. Like if government, like if government were a Taco Bell, and you got the same service at the Taco Bell, 
as you do from the government, people would be on their little towny chatter boards on Facebook losing their minds. And yet with government, it's like, well, you know, it happens. Yeah, I had used to have a guy who helped me at the airport, uh, a very, very nice guy named Al Sarah. I don't know what's become of him. I hope he's still in the land of the living. But he used to have a saying, good enough for government work. And uh, that, unfortunately, is is the sad truth about government work. But let, look, can we can we go on to, to something else? What we're what we're seeing here is a national disaster in terms of American prestige, in terms of American trustworthiness, in terms of honesty, in terms of a frontal assault upon the Constitution of the United States. That is the most precious doctrine in the world. I would consider even more precious than the Ten Commandments. It is the most precious doctrine in the world. The Biden administration is essentially using it as toilet paper. That is a very, very serious matter indeed. And we have got to pull ourselves together and change administrations to have an administration that respects the Constitution. That's no joke. And that's important whether you're an African-American, whether you're a white person, whether you're a Chinese person, no matter what you are, we must protect the Constitution or we are doomed as a people. We must protect the Constitution. And this administration not only is not protecting it, it's attacking it every chance it gets. And so by the my- way, Ben Boychuk, I'll let you answer his question. Um, so, but I, I just want to say before, answer the question, I just want to say a conversation I had with the other night. So go for it, Ben. So my lead story at American Greatness for Friday is written by a guy named Jay Wig. The headline is the competence question. And it begins by saying the lesson we can learn from Afghanistan is not that Joe Biden lost what Donald Trump could have won, nor is it that Trump and his deplorable supporters are to blame. After all, withdrawal was their plan. Nor is it, God forbid, that the United States should stay in Afghanistan forever. The lesson is a hard one. The national government of the United States is incompetent. And then he goes on to argue why it is incompetent and what should be done about it. But the, the, the government of the United States, from federal to state to local, has done yeoman's work at delegitimizing itself. Through Very. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Did you just make up that phrase? or is that No, I actually, I, I first used it in a column for the Sacramento Bee about six years ago. It's a very good, very, very good phrase. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. And, and I, it, it is as true, even more true today than it was when I first started writing about it. And so what we're seeing is incompetence on a grand scale. And a super grand scale, like a, like a burrito supreme. Is it, but an imperial? Ask you both a question since you bring up that word, and Brent Ben's brought up this word before. Is it is it incompetence or is it intentional? I think in the case of the Biden regime, it is some of both. I think at the very tippy top, it is intentional subversion of this country. I've been saying, yeah, that's why I was saying that because that's why I was saying that because incompetence and in in being in, in being intentional and subversive are sort of contradictory. With all due respect, with the greatest possible respect, my dear, dear friend, Judah. Yeah, you know what, what when I always say when people say that. With, no, no, no. Well, with the greatest possible sincere respect, yeah. the people there are people at the top of this administration who do not like America and are trying to wreck America. 
not I, I, they want a Soviet-style government in America. They're not going to get it, but they're going to fight for it. No, but I didn't. I didn't disagree with you. I was. I was. I was saying, they're they're not. They're not incompetent. They're intentionally doing this. I agree. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that, that's the, the very top dog. Yeah. But under them, there are hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions, who really are just incredibly incompetent. But, but I agree. But Ben Boyjik, to get to something, you know, because Ben is fond of saying something not in my lifetime. And the other day, we I think it was yesterday, we were at his house and we were talking. And I said to him, in, in, look what's gone on in seven months and se- in six or seven days. You can't anymore say not in my lifetime because we have if we have gone warp speed of incompetence and subversion and all these things, Ben Stein, in seven months and seven days. One could only imagine what the next four months or three months or two months will look well, yeah. like. Well, I think you meant four years, three or four years. Anyway. No, no, I'm saying three months. No, I'm saying it, look at what's happened in seven months. I, it's yeah. Well, I, if I may say so, uh, all of this is happening with the media standing guard. When I was a columnist, a very, 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 very frequent writer for Barron's, which is a wonderful, at least used to be, I haven't written, I haven't written for a little while, I'm not as familiar with it as I should be. But I used to write these articles about corporate looting. I was a huge expert in corporate looting and thought about it at Pepperdine Law School and lectured about it all over the United States. And you taught and me used, about it, thank gratefully. That's who I learned about the J.C. Uh, JCPenney guy, Eddie, um, the guy from JCPenney that looted the whole store, Eddie... Oh, God, don't, don't talk about that. That yeah. guy's terrible. I embarrassment to the Jewish people. Anyway, what I, what I was, what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to say, if I can get my brain in the gear, is quis custodiates. Now, when I was a young man, we all studied Latin in high school. Not we all, a lot of us studied Latin in high school. Who guards the guards? The media has taken on the role of guards and guardians of the United States and of the Constitution. They're not guards and guardians of the Constitution. They're subversive, subverting the Constitution. That's the crime. And thank you, by the way, Eddie Lampert, uh, Ben Boychuk. I just want to, very quickly, I just want to concur in part and dissent in part. I think this is a matter of hubris running into nemesis. That, that our administrative state and our, our governing class believes it is a lot more intelligent and on top of things than it really is. So that's where I maintain that the, that the, the argument in favor of broad incompetence actually holds up pretty well. So read the Jay Wig piece at American Greatness on Friday. Okay, we'll do. And of course, compelling. read Ben's piece on American at spectator.org. We always have to give equal thing. And of course, Rob, the thing with the 5,000 Afghans coming to your area, remember, we grow hair um, Get them have t shirts in Arabic. You never know who your client is. You never know who your clientele could be. do. Yes, Rob. You know what's interesting, though, and I think this is so true with government in general, and I think it's why you've seen the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the mandates, all the stuff we've seen the past 17, 18 months. It never affects government, right? Like these governors, these mayors, these people who have done these shutdowns, it never affects them. They never lose any money. They never, they're never put out right. of work. These health commissioners, right. 
these sons of bitches in Washington, D.C., where I used to live, and I used to be a federal employee, they are at home. They've been getting paid their full salary this whole time. It's incredible. Now, you're, complete, you're completely right. And as my cousin, my, my late great cousin Howard used to say, working for the city or working for the government is the only job you're planning your death and your retirement before you ever started working. Um, God rest it, Howard's soul. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. Amazingly, Ben, in the chat, we have a bunch of people that have been adopted, that, that, are, uh, that ha have adopted children. Brady, and to the rest of you, God bless you. Uh, it is, uh, you are heroes. And we need more people like you. But if you just tuned in, like I said, World According to Ben Stein, please keep downloading the podcast. Even if you listen to the show, find the, us, benstein.substack.com. The email comes out three times a week. And of course, we are joined tonight from 93.1 WIBC. Bam. Yeah. Rob Kendall. Bam. 13 and a half points. 10 point lead is not 13 and a half points, Judah. That's also, degenerate gambler, Rob Kendall. <clears throat> and Mr. Emeritus himself from American Greatness, managing editor. Can't you take a compliment, Ben? Yeah, I guess. I appreciate it. Ben, just so you know, before the show, his, you know, I said your head looks great. Ben's got a great, but Boychuk's got a great bald head. I said it's gleaming. He dims the light so it stops <laughs> gleaming. And I was, I was, I was like, that wasn't the point. It was a compliment. Say because thank it's you. Brighter than the surface of the sun. I, I, was, have I, my... was, I was giving you props. Say thank you. Well, and of course, this show wouldn't be complete too, without America's humble servant who is reading something that's more important than the yeah, rest of us. Yeah, it's very, very important. Extremely important. It's extremely important. Someone is one of my classmates from Yale just sent me something about the de def legal definition of treason. We're getting so close to explicit treason here. It's just mind boggling. I mean, where is one, even one district attorney, one district attorney anywhere, like Hamilton Berger in Perry Mason, who will bring a case against the president for treason. Where the better is question is, where is the judge that'll hear it? The better question is, well, who's okay, the... okay, right. Well, let's start. Let's start with having a, uh, a district attorney bring up a complaint, write down a complaint. But, yeah. but you touched on it earlier, and this is that the Republicans are completely worthless because they're not fighters. You know, they always talk a good game when they're out of power, and then they get in power and they suck and do all the things they say they're not going to do. And then when they're out of power and they have an opportunity to be fighters, you have people like McConnell who come out and go, well, you know. Well, you know, I like McConnell. I've told you that many, many times, but that's okay. I don't I don't expect you to agree with me about everything or even anything necessarily. Why do you like him, Ben? What is it about McConnell you like? He has really, really cute girls working in his office. <laughs> no, seriously. No, seriously, why, what do you why, like about what has McConnell done he, for the he gets his little task done and with considering that he is not head of the majority, he gets some delaying of the Democrat juggernaut, which is a de determined and uh, hoped for by the Democrats to bankrupt this country. He gets that slowed down a bit. That's all. OK, that's so not that's a far. That I'm is not such a far monkey. cry from Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, a nutless monkey. Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson had balls the size of cinder blocks. 
We're not talking about Lyndon. So, but Johnson. you're again, you're not we answering need a Rob's Republican. question. What is it that is defense? What can you defend, Mitch McConnell? I mean, I'm asking, what well, is look, he? What look, 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 consider his, his circumstance. He's got a. Some might say it's a even Stephen Stephen, but it's not really. He's got a minority in the Senate. He has a distinct minority in the House. He has a very very hostile, hostile, hostile executive branch. He has a very, very hostile, hostile, hostile judicial branch. He has a very hostile, hostile, hostile media. Within those parameters, he is doing pretty well at slowing down the democratic drive. But anybody, America. Ben Stein, could do that. It, I mean, it's not easy. I don't easy. think so. I don't think so. I, I, respect, I, yeah. respect, I think it's a pretty hard job to be a senator. And especially if you're in the minority part, I don't think it's easy. We've at just all. discussed how it, how we've just discussed for ten or fifteen minutes the incompetency, incompetency of people in the government. Word is incompetent. Incompetent of people in the government. So let's not start because we like certain people or don't. I mean, it, for the most part, most of these people are government. You 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 you've gone to from saying you're disgust for the government. You know, for the people. I agree, but look, I what I'm saying. And go to is, Nixon's. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is, we've got a minority in the Congress. We have a me, national media that is determined to wreck the country. I think Mr. McConnell is fighting a rear guard action, and he's doing it quite well. See, the better question, Rob Kendall, and I'll ask this to you, Ben Boychick, is Mitch McConnell and those and the people of his elk. A turnoff, ilk, a turn, a turnoff to voters in other states. Is that re Republican regime, if you're an independent in a certain state, a turnoff to not voting Republican? And that's a question. I, I guess you could poll, you could ask, but I'm just curious, uh, Ben Boyer. No, no, I thought you were asking Rob. I'll let him answer first. Yeah, you were. Well, so, so, so you okay. So, so, a great example of this: Todd Young, who is the complete zero pretend Republican senator from Indiana. I just saw a tweet before I came on with you guys. He's at some AFP event talking about how Todd Young and AFP are fighting waste in Washington. Todd Young added nine trillion dollars to the national deficit. While he was in the majority from 2016 or 2017, he was elected in 2016, from 2017 through 2020. And yet, and I just retweeted and said, is this Babylon B? Is this satire? Like, what are we doing here? Todd Young's talking about stopping waste in Washington. You know, Todd Young doesn't give two shits about waste in Washington. One second, can I ask you a question, an honest question? Is the Babylon B satire? <laughs> I've never read it. I've never read I've never it. Even, yes. I've never even heard the of it. The reason I say that is because I've seen <laughs> prominent conservative celebrities using it as fact. No, it's <laughs> so, no, it's so because the satire is so close to the truth. Yeah. That they've actually started an alternative site called Not the Bee. Okay. But this was from the Babylon Bee, and they used to right. post it on Parlor. And I was like, oh, this is some. This is what are they the gateway pundit you're trying to be like the gateway pundit. But 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 again, it's 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 we have to start asking ourselves, are there are, are certain people helping the party or certain people hurting the party? And if you're not helping the party, you got to go. Uh, but okay, let me ask you a question, Judah Meyer Friedman. Yes, please. What would you do if you were minority ranking member of the Senate? What would you Right what would now you do? I would be yeah. like you as you suggested. 
I would get every single senator to stand in front of the White House with the people from Afghan, Afghanistan with the P, and, 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 and scream from the top of my lungs, get every single people, everybody in the House together. And whether it's calls for impeachment, the 25th Amendment, get off your asses and get collective because that's what people want to see. People want to see it. That's what they do. We could do it better and we could do it stronger. You know, there would be an absolute, you know, if Mitch McConnell showed a little bit of compassion, I mean, real compassion, like that one day Lindsey Graham had that compassion with Brett Kavanaugh at the hearings and it changed the course and the trajectory of those of, of the Supreme Court hearings. If Mitch McConnell had that passion, that might that might like like Ted Cruz does. Ted Cruz puts his ass on the line. Rand Paul puts his butt on the line going against Fauci. And it is extremely dangerous for Rand Paul. He's already been attacked. He suffered serious repercussions from that attack. And and, and, and you know what? If, if you need to pass the mantle at certain points, Ben, man, certain managers in baseball and sports and life out, stop serving their purpose. They're not what they were. It's OK to not be what you were as you as as you progress in life. You're not. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, and I and I will go back to saying I do think it would be a fine idea if Mr. McConnell assembled all his Republicans from the Senate. And if they all knelt in front of the White House and prayed for a court to make sure to continue sanctioning the Texas pro-life law, then also have a group of Afghans and pray that the United States will do whatever it possibly can, including bombing the Afghan uh, ter terrorist forces uh, to protect the lives of people who are about to be tortured to death by the Taliban. And uh, of course, you go, but, you know, but I don't, I don't think any Republican in the Senate would do it. That's not true. You see, you, you're, you're, you, I, I just brought up five senators that would act, would do it. Okay. I brought up five senators that would do it without a leader. Rand Paul, Tom Cotton, Rand Josh Paul would vote to bomb. No, 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 no. I'm not referring to that one. Okay. I'm referring to, 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 they would get up and, and they would protest what's going on. They would be calling for the 25th Amendment. They would be begging judges to hear, you know, the uh, district attorneys to go after for treasonous acts. So there are these senators. The problem is when your leader is is has has the charisma of um, I don't, don't know. say something negative now. You're just saying something. I, I, okay, you know, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. If you can find a, I, I believe I could be a better leader of the Senate Republicans than McConnell is. I believe I could 100%. be. A hundred percent. I believe I could be. I really believe I could be. I really believe I could be. But I'm not. I'm just sitting here in my office with my uh, waiting to make some steak for my wife. And uh, that's my that's my evening's plan instead of changing the world. But I am watching Robert Kendall put his finger up in the air. Yeah, with his hair, means. with his hair all Jufro. Go mean? ahead, What does Rob? that mean, Robert? I have an emphatic point to make here. This is why we have to get Larry Elder elected governor of California. If he got to appoint a senator, it could be Benjamin Jeremy oh, Stein. Great point. Great point. Very good point. And really? I have contributed 
to him. I've, I've given him 3000 and I have signed many, many petitions. So there you are. And, and if I had money, Larry Elder, I would gladly give it to you. Um, but, uh, and if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to Ben Stein. And, and, and that's the thing, the great thing about the show. Sometimes we change each other's minds. Sometimes we I don't. I think so. It's great. I and great. Ben's, great. and I could totally agree, Ben Stein, you would make, you would get the Senate off their ass. Okay. Okay. You, let's you, get started right away. Yeah. That, that's the point. We need that kind of leadership, Ben Boychuk. We need people like Ted Cruz who are willing to stand, stand in the in, in the house for 25 hours straight, just talk, just doing that, just, just saying. Yeah. Maybe having to take drugs to keep us awake. Ben Boychuk, yeah, sorry. That, that, was the, that was one of the points I wanted to make. I, I think that, that some, of the, some of the ideas that you have are, are potentially great for public relations. What I would like to see is the Senate minority use every rule at its disposal to block, absolutely obstruct pernicious legislation up to and including a proper filibuster where you're standing there, you're holding the floor for as long as you possibly can just to prevent the destructive business that the Democrats in Congress are trying to uh, push through, jam down. I yeah. think jam up and jelly tight. The resistance. And um, the last thing I wanted to get to tonight, it's, uh, it's, it's because Rob is such a sports fan and he sometimes he doesn't get the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, sometimes he's stay, he, he refrains in the background with his luscious locks staring at himself in the computer screen um recognizing that his hair is growing in look at him and uh either that or like the football game is like circular um but rob i just want to get to this quickly and ben i'll follow with you on this the nfl today uh which which has become listen i love watching football i love it i used to love watching football i'm a big sports fan but I can't watch a game when their helmets have social justice messages on it. What? I, I just, no, yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Give me an example of that, please. Well, there's an Associated Press story from today. NFL players can wear social justice messages on their helmets again this season. And, quote, it takes all of us, and, quote, end racism will be stenciled in end zones for the second straight year, no, part of the NFL's no, inspired change. No, 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 no. And no, so, so no, just for the record, no, I just want no, to say this, no, Ben Stein, no, just before you say, oh God, no. just for the record, Rob and Ben and Ben, uh, Rob, Ben and Ben, I can't stand during uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month when the NFL wears pink. Okay, I want to watch a damn football game. I want to be have an escape from reality. I don't want to be thinking about breast cancer. So my stance on this goes both is, is, is the same. I don't want to be watching Ben Stein a game where I'm being told that I am a racist. Uh, the whole thing makes me sick because the whole idea that there's systemic racism in America is a big fat lie. It's a total complete jerk off lie propagated by people who hate America and have no idea what the truth is, except the top dogs know very well that there is no systemic racism in America. 
but they propagate this lie anyway because they want to hurt America and they want to try to harm this incredibly great, wonderful country. This country is so great. I want to recommend to everybody a book called Life and Faith by a very famous writer named Vasily Grossman about life in Stalin's Russia and Hitler's Germany and read just a few pages of that, just a few pages, a few paragraphs, and then get on your knees and thank God that you live in the United States of America. Thank God on your knees, kiss the ground in front of you that is American soil. That's what you'll feel like after reading just a few pages of this book. And these jerk off traitors telling us that we are a racist country should be ashamed of themselves if they don't even know what shame is. And, and you're, you're, you're very well said. And Rob, the, the bigger point, too, is in life, you got to know your lane. You got to know your lane and stay in your lane. Your lane? And in your lane. You know, if you're in the car and you're in the highway, stay in your lane. Okay. Know who your audience is. Know who's following you, Rob. And let's be realistic. For the most part, NFL fans are conser- or lean right. We know this. We know this to be true from statistics. It, 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 the, the, the numbers have tumbled so much, Rob. At a certain point, I, I just don't, I don't get why the NFL, I, I, the, I, the NFL isn't like a big company that needed to worry about the blowback. They're its own entity, its own league, its own owners. Why in God's name did the NFL have to follow this idiotic, traitorous, as, uh, uh, all, this, this path, Rob? Fear. It's fear. They feared fear, the players. Fear. They fear. They good. feared the players. That's it's good. Noted. That's very good. That's very very good. What a world where we have to fear the players playing one of the biggest, most important games in the world, who are paid astronomical, unimaginable sums, and we have to fear them. Is this crazy or what? We have to fear the athletes playing here, like, like they were the slaves. In, in ancient Rome, and they're going to rise up against us, except they're not slaves. They're multimillionaires. They're as rich as rich can be. Look, I live about a block, maybe two blocks from the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's a very nice neighborhood. I can't afford it much longer. But I go there, black person after black person after black person ahead of me in line, Bentley convertibles, Bentley SUVs, Rolls Royce convertibles, Rolls Royce SUVs, black people jumping out of them. What is, what are they? They're athletes. They're very rich athletes. What's the fucking problem? Now, you're, you're exactly right. And Ben Boychick, this is like if you were like, um, if you were had a Nickelodeon show and they had, and they had Cadillac commercials going on, um, you'd sort of be wasting your money. And the NFL is just wasting their money, whether it's because of Rob saying it's out of fear or it's just the NFL owners have lack of balls because I can guarantee you Jerry Jones every night. And I've said this before, when he goes to bed is looking at the national football league, what it's become. And he's the most vested owner in the game. And he probably just, and he's been trying to get rid of Goodell and there's nothing that, that's showing that people want to see these messages, Ben Boychuk. It, it, so I, I should prefer this by saying I was born without the sports gene. I have really little interest in, in a lot of this. I, though I do recognize and understand that um, NFL and, you know, all major professional sports are massively important to the culture, but I, 
an observation, I, and I couldn't find the piece. I, I, I read something the other day. Somebody made the argument that it's not so much, uh, the, the saying shouldn't be so much get woke, go broke, but rather go broke, get woke. And the idea there is for, for companies or brands that are suffering for whatever reason, maybe they're losing market share, maybe their ratings are down, maybe any number of things. Um, they are like ExxonMobil, for example, uh, just sort of politically despised as big oil. All of these companies um, have decided that going woke could be profitable for them. And so it might be the case, and it may be, and I believe it is completely wrongheaded, but it might be the case that, that the people within all of these organizations are seeing something in the market and saying, if we were to be diverse or woke or whatever, then we can appeal to a certain segment of the market that we don't have right now. And I can and tell I, you this, Ben Boychuk, I get the, 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 the then they're complete jackasses. Yeah. Because nobody, yeah. no, you're never going to get a person to watch an NFL game because you went woke. You will only yeah. go broke in the NFL because you've gone woke. And I love that how you said that. We are running out of time. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been in the chat tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody that's going to be listening to this podcast at a later time. And remember, give the five-star review. Give it a thumbs up. Give it, leave a nice uh, comment. And I'm, I, by the way, I do love your comments in the chat. I have been reading them. I, breasts are not the reason why I brought up can't, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. <laughs> <laughs> and uh somebody said i'm fascinated with them um so, so thank you um but also get ben's email benstein.substack.com continually download that podcast like i said also go to every day from nine to noon 93.1 stream it wibc bam bam rob kendall and tell everybody rob since you've been staring at your hair for the better part of an hour and one minute <laughs> tell everybody uh where they could get hair like yours we grow hair indie.com hey ben stein is the yes, beverly sir. hills hotel where you hang out with john lovitz i met him there i don't hang out with him there i met him there. he's a nice guy I've had, when i had a talk show i had him on as a guest and he was a very good guest I, I, I love guy. Rob's questions. I love Rob's fanboy questions. And of course, Ben Boychuk, Mr. Emeritus himself from American Greatness, managing editor of amgreatness.com. Go there, donate if you can. It, it, it's American Greatness and spectator.org where Ben contributes to. Go, go, go to both places. Give, give a little bit, give a little bit, give a little bit of your love and uh, donate. Because it's important that places, it's a beautiful, a great song. It's really important that we donate and we, we continue to give because as we talk on this show about how we change, supporting writers and supporting this type of stuff is how a lot of the change will come about. So it's extremely important. You go to spectator.org and amgreatness.com. And of course, support Rob's show by listening to them. It streams every day from nine to noon. I want to thank everybody for this wonderful show. Um, Ben Stein we will see you guys Saturday night please take us out my one and only prayer is that someday you'll care 
my hopes and my dreams come true. My one and only you, no one will ever know the way I love you so. My only prayer will be that someday you'll care for me, but it's only make believe. Who sings that? Elvis Presley. Oh. We're going to, by the way, we are. Somebody's going to said we're, we're, we're going to put out a singles of Ben's, of Ben's singles. I think it's a great song. Ben Stein does Christmas. Um, ben Stein does Elvis. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Good night, everybody. We Good will night, s- and God bless you. And God bless you all. Rocking. God bless the troops. No, God bless America. Aren't I, aren't I about to be on with Robert Kendall? Yes, you are, but just give me one second. Cheers, Al. Later. <laughs>